and welcome to And Introducing, a podcast about artists in their own words. I'm Chris Wade. And I'm Molly O'Brien. And introducing on backing vocals, third verses, and sick dance moves, it's Taboo. That's right, the fourth most essential member of arguably the first most essential hip-hop slash pop slash middle school dance act of the early aughts, the Black Eyed Peas. Taboo was there, one foot in the spotlight, but nonetheless front row to megastar pop success at the dawn of the new millennium. And today we'll be tracking his life and career through his perhaps aptly titled memoir, Fallen Up, My Story. Keep it on the positive. <laughs> Is that a, a subtitle? A ta- I don't, can't tell if that's a subtitle or a tagline. Because the graphic design hierarchy makes it unclear <laughs> on this cover. So perhaps the name of the book is actually Keep It On The Positive, Fallen Up, My Story by, by Taboo, Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas. With Steve Dennis, his ghostwriter. <laughs> With Steve Dennis on the ones and twos of the typewriter. But first, let's meet our own special guest of this episode. He's the creator of the first ever blog. <laughs> Sorry. Flux blog. The director of quizzes at BuzzFeed. Heard of it. <laughs> and the namesake of both the Instagram filter and the font. Introducing on our third mic, it's Matthew Perpetua. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me the on most, a podcast. The most famous internet boy ever. <laughs> Filters, fonts, the first ever blog. Congrats, man. Yeah, it was cool when I invented blogs. <laughs> it's amazing. I was blogging back when How did you do it? Were you just like, I, you know, I have a bunch of thoughts and there's this platform. Like, what if I just... Logged them. Yeah. Yes, everyone was logging back then, but it was before anyone thought to like, oh, we should put the logs on the web. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, blog. <laughs> before then, it was only print logs known as clogs. Plogs? Yeah. Well, zines. Oh, yeah. I guess that would be right. Uh, which were cool in their own way and at their own time. Molly and I had this idea to uh, that we always wanted to do a uh, viral video zine. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would just be printed out like screenshots of the trending viral videos of that month, but like a month and a half behind. Just keep it really <laughs> granular. You, yeah, or like, it would be like quarterly. A- yeah, exactly. We do like four editions a year and it would be like, you know, September wait, so, and it would wait. be like the viral videos of June. So if it came out like next week, what would be in it? Oh, gosh. Um, I, a lot of early Fiona the Hippo videos. I think that I would have a lot, a whole feature on her. She was a pretty big uh, success in the early summer. I'm not up on the viral vids these days. Uh, the sword dance, like Donald Trump's sword dance in, uh, in, in Saudi Arabia. It was part of the Orb Tour. I know the orb. You know the orb. Oh, I think I've seen Saudi sword dances before. You, you didn't see that video of Steve Bannon being approached by like a hundred Saudi guys in headdresses and looking extremely oh, yeah. uncomfortable? Yeah, like uh, what have I gotten myself into? Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of- Record uh, scratch. You're probably wondering how I ended up here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's hard now because viral videos don't really exist anymore. It's mostly like brands making things that go viral. Yeah, or like a good gifts. Oh, maybe I'd do a whole column about uh, the- uh, which which member of the Kardashian clan did the Pepsi Cola where she hands a, a Pepsi to a cop Kendall. and fixes racism? Kendall. Wait, I know a viral video. Yeah. yeah. It would, uh, the not in, not in front of my salad would be in there. The what? Not in front of my salad. What? I don't know this one. What, you don't know pornography memes? No. <laughs> <laughs> this, no this is, this Matthew, is, this you're is, on like I the should. real dark web memes. No, this is, this is, this is like a real meme. Okay. People know it. Uh, but there is like some gay porn where, you know, these two guys are just like, you know, they're pretending like one of the guys is a chef uh-huh. and the other guy is like being like a, a student. I can't believe porn still has plots. This is awesome. Yeah, I guess gay porn does anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're they're in this place and the 
the guy is like, you know, teaching them behind. So they're kind of like behind they're in the kitchen. <laughs> they're in a kitchen and like okay. there's a kind of a zone where like the guy's girlfriend comes in mm. and they're talking while like he's just, this other guy's just railing him. I have this pulled and up. And she, she gets, she figures it out. She knows, oh, she's no. like, oh my God. It's like in front of my salad. Hey babe, what's going on here? Oh, well, I got you a surprise today. I hired a chef to come by and make you this wonderful salad. Wait a minute. Are you guys fucking right in front of my salad? That's her so, big. That's her big quip. Right. So like, and not in front of my salad becomes a meme in and of itself. This is a useful phrase. Uh, uh, wow. <clears throat> not in front of my salad. Molly, do you want to watch this right now? I don't. You know, it's happening. It's You're, too You late. won't see any penetration. I mean, that's fine. It's it's actually very chastely filmed. I'm not afraid of a little <laughs> penetration in front of the salad. Uh, can you have nudity on your podcast? Yes. Yeah. This uh this podcast has a TVMA rating. Can I just say that um wearing an apron and nothing else is the new just wearing socks of awkward dressing? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's Jesus. also a tip off that you might be boning in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know if we I don't want I don't want the viral video zine to just become a like a, a gay porn zine. Not that there's anything wrong with like there's that. probably more money in it that way though you're right people are just hankering for their pornography in amateur print edition these days hey it's like it's like vinyl everyone has their kinks chris yeah. Sometimes <laughs> don't kinks kink are shame on your radio <laughs> <Yeah>. show <laughs> yes my kink is is outdated media formats mm. Mm. that's why i only watch pornography in laserdisc let's talk about a different kind of taboo oh Wow, coming in and out-segueing us on our own show. Yes, let's talk about a different kind of taboo. Molly. The sweetest taboo. (laughs) Paint us a a word picture of a life. Oh, my God. Guys, um, first of all, I I don't know about fourth most essential pee, but like... I mean, possibly you need, third. You need all the peas, and I will say that Apple Diap has not written a book. That's so true. So I think Taboo has made himself more relevant. So Taboo's contribute to the legend of the Black Eyed Peas yes. in a way that okay. Yeah, He's in addition scribe. to verses and dancing, he has also become the chronicler yes. of the Black Eyed Peas. Does app TV, Does he have an app? <laughs> the Apple app. Does he have an app on the Apple Store? <laughs> I mean, um, with that, because Will I Am's name is a URL, and he, like he was very like on it with that. So he does have an interview with a uh, cult of So that sounds so, like maybe. Oh, I don't know. If he was slightly more popular, Apple D apps app store app sounds like a BoJack Horseman joke. It does. Yeah, pretty much. Life is life okay. is a BoJack. Horseman so joke. W- one of the reasons I, I, they asked me like what. Well, like what kind of book would I want to do? And I chose Taboo because I know so little about him. I'm glad that you delved into the unknown on this one. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's a rich tapestry, as we'll <laughs> learn. There are more layers than you would expect, but not so many that you can't handle it. We're not talking about a, a, a long life of, like, travails. It's more just like, a, you know, it's fallen up. I mean, look, there could be a story, but just knowing... You know, little things like what his name is, yes. like what he does in the Black Eyed Peas. I'm gonna blow like these are minds. all going to be big reveals. Yeah. So, this is exciting. In a, in a way that if we were talking about Peter Chris, we, like, oh, we know he plays drums. Yeah. No, He's this guy Chris, is yeah. an enigma wrapped in a question mark, wrapped in a sick beat, wearing cool sneakers. All right. Um, I don't want to delay us any more, but I do just because it's a. But I a, do. But, but I will. <laughs> uh, and I am. Uh, I just want to do a real quick. Uh, 
round of what do we think of the Black Eyed Peas going into this? Because this is a band that I definitely totally rid off was a, a band that I considered the opposite of cool as I was a young man listening to them predominantly at middle and then high school dances uh, that I did not enjoy being at um, and certainly did not enjoy dancing at in uh, the years immediately after 9-11. Moan <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's when I was in high school. So Who did uh, dance after nine eleven though. Um, we all did. The, <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I would say the jocks and the cool kids, but not not I. For I was uh, not too cool to dance. Uh, in fact, too lame. But I associate this mostly with like high school dances and music that I thought was so interminably quote unquote bad because it was popular and I was too busy getting like mm-hmm. uh very into neutral milk hotel uh you know the cool bands for the cool kids yeah who were like cool the because they were music lame. from the lame. late 90s yeah. that was old to you and like oh man this guy mm-hmm. he's singing about Anne Frank yeah that's so cool deep I was like, like I've read it I read her diary I can yeah. compare notes <laughs> like I know her yes exactly uh, and him this was this was the boy I wasn't in, in high school uh, very disinterested to the point of contemptuous of those who might enjoy, say, the stylings of one little John and his uh, constant uh, uh, rejoinder to put it towards the window or towards the wall. Little John and those dastardly East Side boys <laughs> coming to spoil my fun once again. <laughs> Matthew, what, do you, what did you what do you think of the peas? What did you think of the peas? I probably feel better about them now mm-hmm. than I did at the time. I'm a little bit older, so like like their peak would be around the time I'm in my early twenties mm. and like, especially like when they're, when they, they kind of make a turn towards being like a really big pop act for a while through maybe the early to mid aughts. And that's kind of when I'm like starting my blog, my yeah, the the first, first blog. blog. Um, and you know, I'm looking at very cool music and the pop music that I'm writing about is, you know, Black Eyed Peas weren't among them. Yeah. It was like they were not considered cool pop music. No. I don't. They still are not. Even among the yeah. the poptimist clique of which yeah. you are a, a a charter member, right? Yeah. Cartier. You can thank us for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like they they've definitely had of a place, and like they will be played at intergenerational parties from now <laughs> until long after we're gone. You'll be, you know, a couple, you, got, you have maybe like four or five Black Eyed Peas songs. You could they're completely interchangeable. You can drop them at good points. And segue into Uptown Funk. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Then you know, then it gets a little. Okay, how about we're going to take it back? Uh, I want to dance with somebody. Or uh, like. The song about remembering song. the day that we record on the twenty first of September. Yeah, um, yeah. Any place in which a grand uh, a grandparent and a grandchild need to occupy the same f- dance floor, do the that, Black Eyed Peas will be there. Dance where you yeah. stand on your dad's feet and oh yeah, crush him to the peas. Yeah, I mean, and you know, like what is it? One of their biggest songs is basically tonight we're gonna have a good night. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna dance. It's yeah, like just chill out. Yeah, it's just like really just telling people like this is what's going down. There's yeah. the ground rules for what's gonna happen tonight. Yeah, and sometimes people need to be told. Yeah, yeah. I think they filled a gap in the market that there wasn't that kind of song, or at least hadn't been for a while. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the instructional dance song where they say, <laughs> bend over to the front, touch your toes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like this, Black Eyed Peas is even more explicit than wait, that. And they're wait, just like, like getting you, low? You have to get low? Yeah. Yes. Get low, get low, you get low. You do have to. They, were to, they told wow. you to do I, that. I wish there were more uh, instructional, like, or emo songs that were kind of on the nose as much you as. You should feel 
feel sad yeah, right tonight, now. Tonight we're gonna have a sad, sad yeah. time. I mean, that's the subtext of every. Yeah, song. yeah, but like, no, like make it. a text. Make yeah, a text. Yeah, make a yeah. text. Yeah. Morris, he made a text, and it worked out for him. <laughs> tonight we're going to have something like that. Did he just put out a song that's like, "I'm gonna stay in bed all day"? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That one great tweet that was like Morrissey releasing a song that says, "I'm going to stay in bed all day" is like Bruce Springsteen releasing a song that says, "The car is a metaphor for freedom." Yeah, it's that DC Pearson. DC Pearson. Shout out yeah. to DC Pearson. Man, fuck metaphors. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about taboo. Talking taboo. Guys. One thing I would, I, wait, before we do that, <laughs> yeah. I would say like the, the Black Eyed Peas belong to a tradition like that we have, like the village people. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're the village people of the 2000s. Yes. They're, oh, great, 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 great. That's totally right. And yeah. So I'm, let's find out whether he's the cop or what. Hopefully not the cop. I don't even. I don't really. I'm not familiar with like the, the archetypes of the <laughs> the, the apiarist. I think. I think there's a there's a beekeeper in the village. Yeah, yeah. he was. A, he's on the village people bench along with like the barrister, <laughs> uh, the muffin man, <laughs> yeah, the baker. <laughs> I thought it was, it was a donut man. I was like, I'm, it's time to make the donuts guy. Donut, donut man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Later immortalized in that giant uh, donut boy in L.A. And of course, the, the, donut shop. the internet content maker. <laughs> yes. You can't forget about that. Yes. Uh, well, that, 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 person. Yeah. Came later. Yeah. A little later. The blogger. The blogger. <laughs> anyway, guys, we open Fallen Up in a jail cell. Oh, oh yes. Wow, very dramatic. In media res. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, by the way, like, I, if anyone, if any ghostwriters of or uh, contributors to music memoirists are listening right now, try a different format. I mean, like, it's cool. I appreciate, like, literally every book we've read has started at rock bottom. And it kind of <laughs> makes me uncomfortable because I don't know where my rock bottom is. Like, so, uh, did I already have it? Is Taboo, is, is Taboo on death row? What's going on? on death row. <laughs> He's convicted of a crime. I, I you literally don't know. How grim is this going to get? Holy shit. No. He's been arrested for a DUI. Um, he's sitting in a cell, claustrophobic. He says he knows how my cat feels when I put her in her carry cage. <laughs> he's ashamed of what he's done. Um, the lamest so he's been, metaphor for prison I've ever heard. He's been caught driving erratically um, and gets put away in the cell. And he wonders, am I headed for exile? When your tribe is the Black Eyed Peas, when you've worked so damn hard to manifest a dream, there is no defeat except for self-defeat. Jaime Gomez is born in LA on July 14th, 1975. Happy birthday a couple months ago, Jaime. That's his name. Taboo's name is Jaime. Jaime. Okay. What's up, guys? Upon uh, his arrival in the world, his uncle exclaims, he looks like a long white rat. <laughs> <laughs> so Jaime is, I, I can't call him Jaime, he's, he's taboo. Like he refers to himself as taboo. He's Mexican American, he has some Native American ancestry, but he looks super white. And like he acknowledges this early on in the book and like throughout the book that he's like the ethnically ambiguous P. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the photo of him on the cover and <laughs> he could just be anything. Yes. Yeah. Like he could, I was saying like, maybe he's a Filipino guy, like I guess not. Um, he kind of looks a little bit like uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Sure. So yeah, he yeah. could be a very light-skinned oh uh, black man. He kind of looks like a lot like Keegan-Michael Key. If you yeah, like, put a wig out. on him, like a, like a, like a flat-ironed wig. Yeah. There's also like Keanu Reeves vibes, <laughs> yeah. sort of. I mean, you can kind of get a bit of The Rock in there. Sure. It's just like he could be anything. He's very liminal, but he knows this. And so it's kind of like, 
you know, I think he, so he, I mean, he, he's raised by his mom um, because his dad is like a heavy drinker who disappears shortly after he's born. He reconnects with him at a certain point, but like his dad is basically just like, fuck off. Um, but primarily he's raised by his nanny um, who nurtures him during his childhood, uh, despite his growing up in project housing in East LA. He says wow. about 60% of our hood was gangsters, but the whole gang scene was not my thing. So he's from a rough neighborhood, but like does never get into not the gang thing. <laughs> not a joiner. Um, what, I like, I like yeah. that uh, judgmentless pass on that of like, yeah, it's just not my thing. Like those guys they can do what they want. Well, he's family know. members who are like involved, but he never gets involved mm-hmm. because he loves to perform too much. Yeah. I just don't even think he would have time for, for gangster shit. Right, but people end up in gangs sometimes just for like practical reasons. Yeah. Sure. I think the nanny support was a big thing for him not joining a gang was like she really nurtured him in his childhood. I mean, people need nurturing in communities wherever they can get them. And it does make sense sometimes in in these like disjointed communities that those kinds of like different weird family structures take the place. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I won't expound too much on the nature of gang life because that's not something I know super much about. (laughs) But I I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll... get on to what you guys are saying of like yeah. sometimes you read about these things and realize that it's almost impossible to avoid these things. There's social reasons, yeah. there's yeah. economic it's reasons. Not like I, I'm just a gang kind of guy. Yeah. It's like it's not, <laughs> I mean maybe you become that way, but yeah. Yeah. He's he he's but not I'm, I'm, I'm listen, I'm glad the taboo did not fall down that road. It's not like his thing. He, he 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 forged his own path. Um his thing was dancing and performing. Um, his nanny encourages him in this respect. She says, dance, Jim. The world is yours. Dream big. Um, she he, called him Jim? Jim. Jim. Okay. Yeah. He's a man of many names. Taboo, the, the, the dance maker. The dance, the dance maker? The oath, the oath breaker. Really? No. <laughs> we'll get to that. that. Um, he moves to South Central when he's uh, nine. And so he lives this kind of like sort of weird existence Wait, as what, a, what year would this be how old is he he was born in uh, 75 so this would be 84 okay mid 80s he's like a so single he would digit be like tween like Dr. Dre is kind of rolling around <laughs> in the background there yeah well Easy E is not far off Easy E is not far off Ooh, we'll learn this later there is some sh- I I just didn't even realize throughout that. this entire week Molly kept telling me how much of like a rich tapestry this this book There's is like a shockingly a shockingly deep text so I'm excited to hear all these uh, twisty windy stories yeah so he moves to South Central he's a Mexican dude in a primarily black neighborhood um, and he finds his passion is breakdancing which is called by the way breakdancing is not what you call it I don't know if you guys knew this but it's just breaking Breaking is breakdancing. Breakdancing is like a dumb white person thing to say. Like the influential movie and then the joke movie that came after it. What was the joke movie? Uh, Breaking. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. The name that everybody cites is a funny sequel name, despite nobody ever having seen that movie. It's like one of those references people only know through Family Guy. I'm pretty sure he has mentioned this. People have been beating that for years, probably most of my life. Hey, and you know what I'll say to that? It's hilarious every time. It's a great great title for your movie if people have been thinking about it without seeing it for 30 years. Um, I'm pretty People sure he like mentions boogaloos. the <laughs> not enough ele- boogaloos, electric or analog. <laughs> More boogaloos. <laughs> in t- there you go. There, there's, a, there's a band name that someone should take. Is there so many bad band names? But 
analog boogaloo is not bad. <laughs> what kind of band is that? You have, you have to be a danceable band. Danceable, but oh, like kind of jammy, like an, right? I was thinking uh, like an alt bluegrass band. No, no, I think, uh, I think like, you know, like let's say like, like a hot chip could be analog Analog boogaloo. boogaloo. Okay, I, I see that. Um, Taboo practices breakdancing or breaking constantly. He has a solo, a breakdance solo during his sixth grade class's performance of Walking in a Winter Wonderland. That sounds awesome. At their Christmas concert. I don't know what what that involves in terms of a, a breaking solo other than just <laughs> the music kind in of the stops. Meadow, we yeah, will the snowman. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. It's the part of that song where it's like, and pretend that he is Parson. Wow. That's, that's really up tempo too. Yeah. yeah. Gotta keep up. It's kind of a like a drum and bass. Yeah, well the break. <laughs> Yeah, well the break in uh Winter Wonderland, you know, was very influential to early hip hop mixers. They had to isolate that from the track. Yeah, that's true. Cool Herc was all over that sample. <laughs> Um, Taboo gets his eventual stage name by absentmindedly doodling the word tab on his notebooks, which gets him in trouble for vandalizing school property. Real badass. It evolves into Taboo, as he calls it, illicit, sexy, out of bounds. Ooh. It Uh, works. It's a good stage name. Yeah. Then he moves. Well, it sounds like a, like a erotic dancer. Taboo. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even the word taboo has become, it's like lost its taboo associations in a way. Yeah. Maybe it was that game where you're not allowed to say the word. Yes. Yeah. That dastardly game. That was. Uh, so hard to not say it. <laughs> it's on yeah. the tip of your tongue the whole time. Well, it's also like a way, any way to make something illicit and sexual, uh, unsexualify it immediately is to name a word game after it. Uh, Tabu moves back to a Latino dominated neighborhood, but then he breaks the social norms by staying friends with black people, which was like not something that his classmates did. And he was heckled for this and teased for To be clear, it. It, their issue is that they're black people not keeping friends. No. Maintaining friendships is <laughs> yes. not the problem. No. Okay. This is going to be clear on that. It's just some, some like weird, some weird, Tribal racial shit. Um, he and his friends form you, a B boy. Talking to people that aren't in your immediate vicinity. <laughs> you fucking dick, man. <laughs> we only talked to the last people we saw. <laughs> that guy's the past. I'm the present in the future. <laughs> Look listen, at me. Listen, man. Uh, in this neighborhood, old friends aren't gold. It's like it's like you know, like someone's like you can't talk to your ex, but. Your ex is like literally anyone that you used to know. <laughs> you can be friends with one person at a time. The person that's talking to you right now. So which one of you is it? It's a goldfish lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Goldfish lifestyle. Who are you? Um, he and his friends form a b-boy crew and start dancing and like battling other crews and it's a whole thing. What's the crew name? Um, oh, frick. Oh, it's United Soul Children. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That also sounds like maybe it was like the name of a cult in LA in like the 70s? What's the difference? I don't know. We are the children of the United Soul. <laughs> <laughs> one soul, one child. We, we, we must we, sacrifice. We congregate in a health food place <laughs> off of La Brea. <laughs> Bulk grains after the show. Free granola. Buckwheat. I know when I'm coming out of a good show, the first thing I'm craving is bulk grain. It's like, oh man, I really enjoyed dancing for three hours. You know what you go for? Porridge. (laughs) Some unaccompanied rice. We joke, but most of the cults in California were about health food. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place to start. Um, So United Soul Children is... uh, 
Taboo, his friend Deja, who's a singer, and Eclipse, who's a rapper. Um, Taboo is honest about the fact that he's a much better dancer than rapper and singer. And by much better, he can't rap at all. Like, it's just really not something he can do that well. Like, they have Wait, a... Wait, he says in his book that I can't rap. He could not rap oh, when he, he could was not, but he develops young. the skill later. He okay. develops the skill eventually, but like, and it's never, you know, his dream is not to be a rapper, his dream is like, he just wants to dance okay. and like get hype and like perform, but it's never like, I want to rap so good. At this point in time, like his dream, be like maybe Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul will snatch me up and yes. I'll go on tour with them. Exactly. I'll be in a video. Yeah. Adjacent nice. star adjacent yeah. as opposed to like, I want to, you know, have my own record, my own band or whatever. Um, he's a, he's a, not a cog. That's the wrong. He thing doesn't to consider say. himself a musician. He's a foundational element. He's like when there's cheerleaders and there's ones that lift the flyer, and he's on. Yeah. He's, he's one of those lifter people. Yeah, lifter yeah. people. I mean, dancer's a thing. It's a job. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a it's an art form. It's, yes. You know. Yes. We don't have to apologize too much for that. <laughs> um, at a a dance battle one night, he glimpses. Quote, an eccentric looking black dude rapping like a madman. He was as colorful as his socks were loud. That's my memory of first seeing Will I Am, then known as Will One X. <laughs> he really he really iterated that name. Yeah. Um, he did. Will Will I Am is an he's an iterator. So he's like a coder. Will one X, not Will I X. Will one X. O N E. Will nine? <laughs> it's like the beta version of Will I Am. Yeah. Um, Will Will One X Will I Am is one half of Tribal Nation. The other half is a crazy, exotic-looking Filipino dude breaking with a bunch of keys jangling on his belt buckle. <laughs> this is Apple D App. I still don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Apple D App. Apple D App. Apple D App. If in, in, the, fact, in the French version, there's Apple D App, right? Yeah, Apple D App. I don't want to like you know put disrespect on his name right now. Apple. This D-app is actually shocking to me that these people are childhood friends. Uh, I very, very much assumed that um, Black Eyed Peas was producer Will I Am and three attractive people he cast to stand near him. Well, yeah, I mean they had the they recruited Fergie later on. I know that that's like one of the biggest facts I know about the Black Eyed Peas. I because she was um, they a radicalized Mouse Fergie. Child. Yes, she was a, a Mickey, <laughs> yeah. She was a Mickey Mouse Club person. Oh, interesting. No, I thought that they all were. I thought that Will I Am. Wait, no, she or was she with Kids Incorporated? It might have been Kids Incorporated. Right, I don't think she was down market. She was Kids Incorporated. Yeah, she was like B. She's yeah. a little B list. Um, that given fine. her her. St- her then eventual status in the um, community of early aughts uh, pop starlets that uh, makes <laughs> that tracks exactly. Mm-hmm. It's weird how many of them came out of like Kids Incorporated or Mickey Mouse Club. Who's uh, who are the other Kids Incorporated kids? Oh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. But you know, the Mickey Mouse Club obviously has Timberlake, Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, Ag- yeah, Aguilera, also Carrie Russell, really, really? The actress Carrie Russell, interesting. Oh shit! One of my favorite actresses. Um, she's great. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely thought that Black Eyed Peas was like a totally commercially uh, constructed thing around Will I Am as like a producer singer cra- craftsman who did mm-hmm. all the shit and then needed like a guy who rapped, so he like hired App App and a guy who danced, so he like hired Taboo. And I mean, I guess him. in a sense he did. 
I mean, he might be the. We're going to find out. He might be the main driver of this, but it's it's actually very surprising to me that they meet. But what if Appy Apps the guy? (laughs) (laughs) This Bengali, the secret mastermind. It's like I just want to be in the thing. I don't want to do much. Yeah, well, the Pete Pete Wentz. It's kind of like in Depeche (laughs) Mode. There's the one guy whose name I'm losing, uh, Fletcher, who is mostly there because. You know, he plays some keyboards on stage. But he mm-hmm. makes. He was really more like the manager, mm-hmm. and he's there to kind of like, you know, keep the peace between uh, David Gahan and Martin Gore. Just so. like the ultimate gig in a way, if you're sort of split between yeah, performer and just uh, you get all the the perks of being a rock star. Yeah. yeah, you get to be on stage. I mean, maybe the crowd isn't really necessarily cheering for you like, unless you you're me ma- and I single out the synthesizer player, and I'm like, yeah, that guy. Play those keys. Well, can you, you get more... imagine like the level of, of hot goth chicks Depeche Mode were pulling in the eighties? <laughs> My God, the mind boggles. Yeah. Well, then you get more um, transferable skills on your LinkedIn too, because you, <laughs> you can do also the manage you do some number stuff behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah. You control logistics. It's all about being flexible in the new economy. You're not just about twirling knobs on a synth. You have uh, the the skills to book venues. You twirl knobs on your on your Excel sheet <laughs> yes. as well. Good. Um, all right. <laughs> so they meet the three men meet uh, the tribal nation boys were actually checking out taboo as well. Uh, Apple later says that his first impression of gazing across dance battles at, at different dancers. Apple's first impression of taboo was he's kind of scary looking, but his dancing is dope, <laughs> which I think is like as good of an endorsement of taboo as, as any. I feel like taboo has like resting intense face. He's a very intense he, and. Like the book is laying across the table at a weird angle for me, and I am transfixed by his eyes. He looks like one of those, like Renaissance portraits where his eyes follow you as you walk across the room. Or yeah, like that the, where Jesus is like staring at you. Yeah, if you yeah. stare long enough, like his closed eyes open. My yeah. grandma had one of those. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the three dudes gel immediately. Taboo vibes with Will. Um, Will has an upbringing as a black dude in a Latino neighborhood going to a white school, which makes him a chameleon, a fellow chameleon. Um, Apple was adopted by Americans after an early childhood spent in poverty in the Philippines. Um, I forget how Will and Apple met, but um, it's funny that you thought that uh, Taboo was Filipino because there is a Filipino person in Black Eyed Peas. They're extremely multinational yeah. in that way. I guess like the whole group, they're all covered in some different base. Yeah, it's pretty, Good pretty friend. cool. And, and not only that, but also like in it terms of the spirit, like life experience and where it sounds like they were raised and grew up and learned and stuff. Mm-hmm. That honestly makes a lot of sense given their music. Yeah, it's like something for everybody. Yeah, we're gonna make everybody happy. And yeah, they're they're multinational, but like they're all California, which yes. is funny. Like yeah. I feel like that makes a lot of sense too. Um, so Will and Apple are in their own musical group. Um, Tribal Nation changes their name to Atbon Clan. Um, Atbon stands for a tribe beyond a nation. <laughs> yes, that's right. So it's God. It's almost like saying like, like it's like Albon Pan meets the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> 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 I had like a muffin at the airport. Shaolin with muffin. My, with like seven other guys. <laughs> Everyone gets a little piece of the muffin. A tribe beyond a nation. A tribe. A tribe beyond a nation. So, so tribal nation 18? is like you know in terms of exploding brain meme, like tribal nation is like the smallest brain, yeah, and it's yeah. like wait a second, but what if there's a tribe beyond? What if what if there? Imagine there's no country. Yeah. A tribe without a nation, the tribe is the nation, 
a, a tribe, tribe beyond, beyond a nation. nation. Yes. <sighs> Illumination. My God. Uh, wow. Wait, is that A-T-B-A-N? A-T-B-A-N, which sounds like something out of Star Wars. The At-Ban. Kind of like Autobahn. Yeah. <laughs> fun, fun, fun on the Autobahn. Um, so Atban clan, Atban clan. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce Wait, it. Wait, they're a tribe and a nation and a clan. There's just like a lot. Yeah, what's the hierarchy of those things? Also, There's a lot of I groups. feel like nation is the top. Who leads this? Is it a president or a chieftain or a? Uh, it sounds relatively well, it sounds democratic. Like each, it sounds like each has their like the the. the There's a prime minister a and the yes. president. Uh, or it sounds like the clan like, has like a like a like a, like a papa. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe it's a matriarchy. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. True. Gender is not real. Um, uh, they're signed to Ruthless Records, helmed by Easy E. But before they can record an album or do anything like that, Easy died of complications of AIDS. So they were fucked. Also, Easy was, was more importantly fucked, fucked because yes. he died. But um, their yeah. deal kind of like disappears, and then uh, they ask Taboo to like join their new musical experiment, and that's how the peas are born. Um, in my notes here, I wrote, "What does Tab do?" Because <laughs> um, he still really doesn't have any like rapping yeah. skills at this point. But do they we know teach who's him how. Driving the musical Will. train here. Will. It's all Will. It's yeah. Be Will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Will is like, if there's anything to learn, I mean, there's lots of stuff to learn from this. One is this book is to keep it on the positive. Always. Always. Keep it on the positive. But also Will just sounds like the sort of mad genius Wait, of Black Eyed Peas. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So they're not like doing shows, are they? they? They're like doing their sort of like battles and then they start eventually doing shows. Like they start I was thinking like, well, why together. would Taboo be around and you need Taboo for your shows? Because yeah. yeah, yeah. at this point they don't have a Fergie to be out in front. So no. they need somebody to be like. You know. hype, a hype man. I mean, Will I Am seems very clear on like. I can rap, mm-hmm. I can produce, I can make a hit right. song, I can make a song at this right. point. But I'm probably not like the most fascinating guy. You know? Right. I kind of need someone to be out there. Yeah. You know, we mentioned Depeche Mode before, like Martin Gore writes the songs of Depeche Mode and he sings beautifully, but mm-hmm. you know, you kind of need like the super charismatic guy out yeah. there. Yeah. Well, Oasis too. The, the, that's, uh, that's, that's taboo. The um, dancing is like a lost leader for the for the music it's like uh you know um a, a big cheap sandwich to get them in the door to then buy to buy the the sweet pro- high profit yeah. liquor that is the music okay but mm. this this explains why taboo is in the group yes. at this point in time they they vibe they're vibing with taboo he clearly has some sort of quality right like a perf- like he loves to perform he's a great dancer and he probably has like a he probably just cools everyone out like everyone's yeah. just having a good time he's got him. yeah exactly There's definitely who've been in bands before that reason you know yeah he's a part he's the the party element i think um, so Will kind of trains him to rap well enough to be in the group and participate vocally. Uh, meanwhile, Taboo gets his girlfriend pregnant. Um, he has unprotected sex, which is a decision that he'll live with for the rest of his life. Um, Does he keep having unprotected sex? I think that might have. I a, would hope that was, that was the last time. Was that a decision like, from here on out? I would think that this was <laughs> maybe the last time. <laughs> um, so his mom makes him get a job. She's like, you're having a kid. And he's like still living at home at this point. You know? How old is he about this point? Maybe. I think he's like 18 or 19. Yeah, he's just a kid. He's just a, he's just a baby. Baby himself, babies having babies. Hold um, on, like so, this kid is born in the late eighties. Yeah, the kid is like so. They're like in, in their twenties now. Yeah, yeah. The kid's like oh, oh, a millennial. Oh. Yeah, just it, a straight up millennial. Yeah, <laughs> yep. 
Um, I think his kid's name is Josh. That's all I have on that, Josh. That's, that's, Josh might be getting into music too, actually. Hold on, that, that's just something to think about. Like, so I'm guessing maybe like late twenties, right? So, like, um, if you're born in the late '80s, you'd be in the, your late '20s now. So it's like there's someone who's just a full-on adult. It's like, yeah, my dad's in Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. yeah. So his mom is like, get a job, get your shit together. He enrolls in an EMT course, becoming an EMT, um, but he fails out when he gives uh, what's supposed to be an oral report in the form of a rap. And the rap is start, I can't even finish it, but <laughs> the rap goes, ventricular septum, my rectum, connected to his mouth, so kiss my ass. Ooh. So this guy was way ahead of Hamilton. <laughs> 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 Missed opportunities. Yeah. They, Maybe he will be the new uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Maybe. Um, taboo. So the peas are like kind of, they're writing music and they're performing together for pizza and Pepsi. Like it's like their gigs are pretty low key. They, they can't even get Coke. Yeah, no. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, oh man, one day we'll get some Sprite. <laughs> Some Some Dr. Tab. Pepper. Yeah. Oh man, they're doing. They're playing the rec center. So they're, they're they're above RC Cola or store brand. Moxie. <laughs> yeah. Moxie's disgusting. Like maybe sometimes they get like a Dr. Thunder thrown in there. <laughs> I love all the medical professions to to imitate Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. Chiropractor. Uh, chiropractor Pepper. Chiropractor Paprika. <laughs> um. So Taboo says 1995 is a watershed year. He says Microsoft launched Windows 95. <laughs> eBay was founded. First of all, upgraded my operating system. That was dope. Hell yeah. Get on the internet faster. Print better. Sell, sell Office shit finally online. gets its shit together. Yeah, because I, I got a real good dot matrix. Get yeah, Clippy. Yeah. Clippy's just like telling me what to do. Giving me all the instructions. New guy, Clippy. <laughs> that, is, that is the background that is, I'm living in right here, just to set the scene. Clippy's the honorary fifth member of the Black Eyed Peas. Does Taboo have a Clippy tattoo? Um, I think he only has one tattoo, and I think it is Chinese characters that say Spirit Warrior on his arm. Amazing. Is this true? This is true. I'm not okay. fucking with you. Yeah. Um, he gets this uh, near the end of his like non-sober period. I can't tell okay, whether we'll, he was trying we'll to say to that. that. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to the Taboo tattoo part. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even include it in the notes, but like- We'll, we'll learn if the Taboo tattoo is true. It, it it is. Um, so yeah, Microsoft launched Windows ninety five. eBay was founded, and then the songs Wonderwall, uh, "You Are Not Alone" by Michael Jackson, and Alanis Morissette's "Hand in My Pocket" hey, all yes. came out. All of Melancholy and Infinite Sadness by the Yes, yes. Nineteen ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five. Wowie Zowie by Boom. Boom. And the Black Eyed Peas. Well, they didn't put an album this year, but they they were trying to. Uh, they were. You know, out is in full Taboo force. a big Oasis fan? It sounds like he likes Wonderwall, but who, who doesn't? Who isn't? Who, who isn't? Who doesn't like Wonderwall? Anyway, um, they so the peas are playing this mishmash of like positivity inflected hip hop, which is laced with other genres. Would and you say they, they're conscious rappers? I would. I would say I don't think he ever uses the phrase conscious rappers, but I think they would fit in that genre. Yes. Yes. Um, as opposed to other things that are going on. Are we are we building up to their first album? Yes. All right, great. So their first, got, their first song that it. they they have that like truly gels is Joints and Jam. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to listen to Joints and Jam? Yes. I will say that I listened to a bunch of their first album uh, yesterday. So wait, what year is this? This 90s. is 98. That it comes yeah, 98 out. it comes out. So they're recording in 97, I assume. They're writing it. They get signed in 95. Oh. To Interscope by Jimmy Iovine. Ooh. Wow, he Fucking really saw the future genius. coming like a real long way out. Yeah. He's like, I mean, I... <laughs> 
I saw the Defiant Ones and like lost yeah. my mind a little I, I bit. I guess it is a little like when he tells Gwen Stefani, "You will have a hit five five years, years from now." From now. So when like, he was like, "You will have a hit." Not nine years from now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign you now, but nine years from now. Literally. <laughs> well, it's Literally. Like, yeah. gonna be the biggest band in America. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, a, I guess it's more a like little six, under a, right? a decade. So, yeah. um, Not bad, Jimmy. Not bad. All right. Um, Jimmy Iovian, like, he, he foresaw the fall of the Twin Towers and was like, <laughs> we're gonna need like a song. It's like, where is the love around that time? Did Jimmy Iovian do 9 11? <laughs> God, I sure hope not. <laughs> Uh, to, to shape the uh, landscape of pop. So I was listening to their first album that came out in 98 uh, yesterday, um, and it is very much like positivity rap. It sounds uh, very, it sounds a lot like early 90s New York hip hop to me. Right, so they're completely out of step with the rap of 1998. Yes, 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 yes. It, it, like like the, the, the guy who's coming up around this time is DMX. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds very much not like that, but rather like it's a lot of like raps about getting your family together to do good that sound like it's it's uh, I, I like Tribe Called Quest came to mind a lot of yeah, places. Yeah, but they're not like dweebs. Yeah, exactly. It's it's dweeby. Anyway, let's listen to Joints and Jam, uh, and then I'll put on another one that uh, that I particularly stood out as for. It's like fairly heavy-handed positivity method. So this is uh, Joints and Jam. It's kind of like if Mo's death was on uh, Sesame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they all, every time they take a verse, they remind me almost of exactly of somebody else, like Mo's death or like uh, some, one of their voices sounds a lot like a, like a Q-tip vibe to it. It also sounds like they're probably taking a lot of inspiration from the roots. Yes, probably. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. That's the other thing that I think of. Yeah, it sounds like they're kind of in that zone of rap at the time, but they just weren't invited to the same parties. Like Erica <laughs> Badu was not talking to them. <laughs> Most definitely, Kweli. They don't even know who they are. Yeah, they didn't. They but they're looking at those yet. guys, being like, someday, someday we'll get to go to their houses. And talk about D'Angelo doesn't care about them. <laughs> I mean, D'Angelo would be a pretty bit like a reasonably big star at this point. Um, so I wanted yes. to play play that one. And then the other one that I wanted to put on just to be uh, I think that this moment that I'm thinking of is right at the top of this, just like about how heavy, heavy handed like message rap it is. Uh, this is Say Goodbye off their first album. I will not play Be Free, which I almost flagged because they mentioned Devo in it. My my faves. But here's Say Goodbye off their first album. 1992 when you and I were fighting, LAPD beatings got the whole world frightened, my man Ronnie King and then Reginald Denny, you could look for justice but I bet you won't find any, because people getting beaten, I just wanted to signal that out for, you know, first, first lines, first verse, uh, 1992, LAPD, Rodney King, uh, just like all, all, all over that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because they definitely have stuff on their mind that's, that's, you know, not your standard DMX fare, yeah. but it doesn't seem, as you said, out of step with yeah, what's really going on. Yeah, they're completely out of step. I mean, they're talking about 1992. Well, it's also like, yeah, but they, they never. That's not even like what rap is like in 92. It's funny because like the. They're actually ahead of a curve. Mm-hmm. Like the p- anyone who would hear that at the time would be like, "Oh, this is like real dorky. This is kind of like throwback stuff." Mm-hmm. But 
I think that they kind of saw some waves coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's well, also, they also, they didn't, I mean, Tabby was like, they he never referred to them as being like political people. It was just kind of like, this is what they were yeah. interested in say, seeing. And it's just yeah. like, it's interesting uh, hearing that in 1998, like where they start knowing that in five years, they're going to be worldwide famous singing about, uh, and content warning, because this is going to probably come up again, mm-hmm. getting retarded in here. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean the 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 production like where Will I Am is that it's definitely like the neo soul stuff. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like like that's of its time. That's mm-hmm. definitely a very late nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roots is a good is a good call. Those guys are, but it, it I don't know how much these kinds of like they oh, would have no known. way he wasn't a Roots fan because like the Roots go back to like ninety four ninety five. Right. So like he's definitely and like they would. So you said like they're on uh, Interscope. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they'd be in uh, Geffen. So nice. They're kind of in the same corporate family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they the same Christmas parties. The peas get signed. Um. They release behind the front. Um. And they go their first kind of tour is the Smoking Grooves tour, which Smoking Grooves was a do you like do you remember this yeah, being a thing? Kind of. Touring yeah. festival back when festivals toured. Um, oh, is uh, this like a, a hip hop lala? I'm I'm not. Well, yeah. uh, there were people like Flavor Flav on the tour. Uh, well, I am asked Flav his astrological sign, and Flavor Flav said, "I am a tarantula," <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty par for the course. Um, on this tour, Taboo loves it. He loves the lifestyle of touring. He says he smokes probably nine blunts a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the thing is, like, that's not. A, I don't think that's an exaggeration for you know comedic or yeah. uh, storytelling effect. I think he smokes a shit ton of weed yeah. at this point. Uh, that's funny because almost everyone one of these memoirs only talks about how hard and grueling touring is. It's funny to hear somebody who's like, this is great. He, like, I, lo- I love going places. I love being in a truck. It's also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, since his like main thing is dancing, it's probably not like a lot of like carrying boxes and setting up stuff. He just like goes to a place and the band's DJ. Well, I am like puts on some music and he goes and dances, smokes a bunch of blunts, talks about astrology. It's well, great. It seems great like there's, there's two kinds of, uh, you know, ways to start out as a band at least at this time and one is like you know you load in your gear and you load out your gear and you do the like black flag thing and you like drive around in your van or you jamming like jamming a cono yeah jamming a cono or you join the existing like infrastructure of corporate stuff and I think that's what the P's did. or like yeah. you just you start by opening for bigger bands and you never really have to like grind I mean they were grinding but it was at like you know a like comfortable grind yeah it was like, it was like a local grind the comfortable grind comfortable by the way grind. when we tour our, our touring album will be called We Podicano. <laughs> Copyright that before it's too late. Okay, copyright and introducing 2017. <laughs> Nailed it. Snagged it. Um, Taboo later tries his first sampling of ecstasy. He says he loves it. This sounds like a watershed. It was a confidence I'd never known before. The buzz of performing without performing. <laughs> so, you know, he loves performing, but he also likes not performing and just feeling the rush of it anyway, chemically. Has he, has he tried cocaine yet? He doesn't seem like coke is his drug. I think he probably does his fair share of it, but his thing is like weed, booze, and a shitload of ecstasy. I mean, whenever I'm wow. in front of a crowd, uh, all I can think of is like, I mean, this is great, but if only it came in pill form. <laughs> Where's the love, y'all? Um, the P's first album was a critical but not commercial success. I think they sold like 300,000 <laughs> copies. I'm 
dubious of the critical part. He said that people like praised it in the sort of tentative way of like, who are these people wearing vintage clothes and like funny hats? Maybe it got like a like a like a, like a three star wrong. Everybody gets a three star. <laughs> They're right, right in that bell curve. Crit- part. Like, like this did not get like. like this, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think XL got on this. It, did, like, it did not get the, the Pitchfork yeah. best new music. Pitchfork wasn't around at this no. time, was it? Wait, no, yeah, of course it would be. Like ninety eight, yeah, they would be around. Shit, because Pitchfork goes back to ninety six. Wow, um, the second blog. I think that well, they were a website. Yeah, I totally think when you're like a young, hungry band, you can basically say it's a critical success if it, it's not a critical if it, failure. Or yeah, if, if critics are talking about you at all, I think that's what Taboo would consider a critical success. <laughs> yeah, a critical success. People critics noticed. noticed it. Yeah, people noticed. Um, so for their second album, Bridging the Gap, they add some guests like Wyclef Jean and Macy Gray. Um, they tour very with No Doubt, very of the time. And Macy Gray, they actually collaborated with before she blew up, and then she kind of. Gate, like did them a yeah, fade. She blows up in '99. Yeah, and so she's like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> uh, and also, speaking of like the kind of uh, hip hop, you're saying that they were taking their cues from. They also have a uh, uh, most deaf on this album. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. very much you most, know, most deaf. Like in the late '90s, would be on anything. That's how you know when you're, like, you're a successful rapper. Like you have the phase where like you'll be on. Anything. He's like the Quavo right now, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Kendrick Lamar is kind of coming out of that phase where, like, the sheer number. I, I, had, I had a playlist. I was just all Feature, of featuring features. Kendrick's. It's very long. Playlist. I want this. Um, but yeah, everyone kind of has that phase. So in the late '90s, uh, you know, Most Def is on everything. Mm-hmm. Older D Bastards on everything. True. Man's on everything. Let's see, Elliot's on everything. We talked about uh, ODB in our, on our podcast with um, Britney, Spanos. Britney Spanos about his, you know, remix with Mariah Carey. Yeah, that that was. It was a, the first broke ground. Yeah, the first hip hop verse on a pop so song. So good. By and the I way, was I just want to show you guys it. the cover of Behind the Front because they look fucking great on this album. They're wearing like snakeskin jackets. Are and they just like in someone's really like? Hair. Are they in yeah. the bathroom of like a public pool? I actually think this might be <laughs> the infamous tile wall in, in LAX. LAX. I think it might be uh, notable from uh, such films as The Graduate and Jackie Brown, and that one scene in Mad Men that paid homage to. The Graduate and Jackie Brown. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe it could also just be like, and maybe they're at a, uh, not hot top, but they're the like urban, a, out for, urban outfitters, you know? Yeah, yeah. There was a wall like that. <laughs> or like a YMCA, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A anyway. Buffalo Exchange where they're also yeah. getting their sweet threads. I also want to notice that they already have on this first album uh, their logo in the, the bottom left as BEP. Uh, this band loves acronyms. And, yes. and initials. Acronyms are good. Initials are good. Not to be c- confused with BP, of course. Although I think given the opportunity to be sponsored by BP, they would be. Speaking of sponsorship, um, just in time for Christmas of 2000, they get a call from uh, Dr. Pepper to provide Ooh. music for a commercial for $100,000 each, guys. Wow. wow. I think it, a, I forget it's what it's deal. called. It's called the, like the do what you want like campaign or something. Do the, what you like. The mm, what you say. Mm. Um. Yeah. So, sponsor corporate do you, sponsorship. Do you think it was their first choice, Dr. Pepper. Like they were like, 
Black Eyed Peas, they're the ones. Like they, they didn't have to like go down a line of like, <laughs> oh, that person said stuff that's weird. Like, yeah. Because like, the Black Eyed Peas at this point are so squeaky clean that I think they're kind of perfect for these sort of things. Yeah. Like no one's gonna be like, yeah, but he was talking about like, <laughs> right. like you know, anybody really like like uh, he's a member of Nation of Islam or yeah, whatever. Like, he raps a lot about murder. <laughs> like, uh, look, like like almost all of his raps are about de- being a coke dealer. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. The year is two thousand. It's like Jay Z's not getting that call. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, yet, 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 yet. DMX ain't getting the call, but these guys are on it. He did, well, because I feel DMX like Doctor tells you in a song, but he's not a nice person. Doctor Pepper is the soda for like square but quirky people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, you're not ready to the... get as extreme as Mountain Dew. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're not ready for that lifestyle. They oh, like man. keep it pretty, pretty buttoned up most of the time, and then they might get a little crazy at a party. The more you guys are talking about this, the more that. I am finding the brands of Black IP and the soda Dr. Pepper is virtually indistinguishable. Yeah. Yes. Let's listen to at least one track off this because I'm interested in their musical development. The bubbly, effervescent pepper. <laughs> the, bu- um, the, the the people. Dr. And, pepper. Uh, bubbly, effervescent pepper. Do you have a track recommendation off of this one? Yeah. Ooh, actually, yeah, yeah. can we listen to uh, Hot featuring Kim Hill? Kim Hill was their pre Fergie Fergie. Oh, this yeah. was a woman who was featured on like occasionally their songs, um, but yeah, but not her. <laughs> They're like she, her dog was annoying, and she like talks too much in the interludes between songs. Like fuck this girl. Anyway, all right, here's Hot featuring Kim Hill off the Black Eyed Peas second album. Ready to attack any mic that I am facing. No limitation while I'm taking my creation. Cause we got, we got, we got the light there. We got, we got, we got the light there. We got, we got, we got the light there. We got, we got, we got the light there. You're so amazing. You're so hot and so amazing. But see, this is still like extremely stylistically similar to their their first thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can like they, they're a little bit more digital now. Mm-hmm. They really just really sound like like yeah, this is like the rap you hear in a Dr Pepper ad. They were offensive. Sounds like rap. <laughs> it unmistakably rapping. It indicates rap without necessarily being rap. Sort of like stock music rap in a way, right? Oh yeah, this beat would be great. Production music. So you, got, you got some some similar stuff to what they were doing before, uh, but still not quite into the powerhouse pop that they would soon become. Well, uh, speaking well you know what's up. missing is the EDM. Yes, 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 yes. And it, yeah, completely non-existent. More importantly, the thing that really they gives... They haven't taken enough ecstasy yet. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, clearly. I, there, there, is, there is a thing is enough ecstasy that Taboo will eventually find. <laughs> wow. Um, he, he, he finally took enough... Yes. Did he like commune with the Godhead? <laughs> <laughs> Not in a way that he could express uh, with ghostwriter Steve Dennis. Um, well, you know, I don't think he's a ghostwriter. His name's on the. He's a. The he's book. not a good. What, what's he's the, with. He's what's featuring. a real he ghost? Verses. He's like a boo taboo and boo Radley. He's like a ghost-like man who's present, yeah. but also ethereal. Um, the peas are on the up and up. They're getting that sweet, sweet Dr. Pepper money. Uh, but their biggest blessing, the thing that causes their breakthrough, was 9-11. Uh, 9-11 yeah, and the bless, subsequent bless up, the subsequent warmongering and uh, uh, blatant Islamophobia that they witnessed provide the fodder for the peas breakout hit, Where is the Love? Um, fun fact about Where is the Love? It was actually Taboo who thought of the ideal person to collaborate on the chorus for this single, and that was Justin Timberlake. We Every- should get that really famous guy. <laughs> But Will was Busting like into the room after twenty tabs of ecstasy. Guys, that famous guy, 
That's our secret. Get famous guy the on guy. the song. He's from NSYNC. They sold like 10 million records. Like, so if this was like <laughs> 10 years prior, like, let's get Michael Jackson for the song. <laughs> but Will was like, the, he's corny. He's like too pop. He's too pop. Like, he's too like famous. That, I like to think it's like 1994, like 93. Like, let's get Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, pe- people were skeptical and Taboo convinced them. Um, they bring Justin in for a recording session and Justin comes in and he's like, he's so depressed because he just broke up with Britney Spears and so he unburdens himself to the band for like a half an hour just like vents wait so to Justin Timberlake is where is love like about Britney Spears (laughs) yeah everyone else was singing about about the world and he was singing about Britney he's just like thinking about the time where they wore denim together yeah (laughs) remember that time Um, I'm just imagining him like singing singing the hooks and them being like Getting, he's getting really emotional and they're like, I know, man, I know there's a lot of messed up stuff going on in the world. He's like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking those beautiful She cheated on me with Wade Robson. <laughs> like, you mean like Britney? Yeah. That's pretty messed up, man. <laughs> the black eyed peas looking at each other like, uh, sure, man. I'm never going to find someone better than Britney Spears. <laughs> it's like, meanwhile, the, uh, in the background, the TV's like, invasion of Iraq? And then on another screen, it's like, seventh heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, the early odds. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, shout out to Taboo for being classy enough to not reveal any of Justin's secrets because he might have dropped some knowledge that <laughs> the gossip columnist would have been interested in. Uh, I think space. Justin Timberlake makes you sign an NDA. Just, just to be just in the same being room. being in the same room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to imagine that that's like a, that happens with lots of famous people. And then like, I imagine like when you're so famous, especially like Beyonce, like is, is famous for having tons of NDAs for mm-hmm. like for all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But so. You just never, you'll never hear anything about them ever. So, but that kind of gives them a certain impunity. So they could go into some place and just act like total maniacs and like <laughs> no one can talk about it. Yeah. Like Justin Timberlake could just be like doing like crazy Gigi Allen shit. <laughs> like no one would know. I can't wait for the tell all about how Justin Timberlake shits all over everything and rubs it on himself while he's in the recording studio. I can yeah. see that. Future sex love sounds. <laughs> That's what future sex old, is. <laughs> yeah, future sex is just What do you think a love play? sound is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so God. So now that we've established that Justin Timberlake is obsessed with scat. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Britney Spears was like, I'm out. I'm she, done. Justin Timberlake was like, where's the love? <laughs> that song is about not being able, your your partner be not being able to catch up with your kinks. Keep up with your kinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the non-white people in the Black Eyed Peas are like we have some shit going on we're gonna profile the people going to jail yeah like there's like wars in the central places. <laughs> i'm sad about britney yeah. <laughs> what did uh, it go wrong um so at the same time the peas are seeking um a female vocalist to sing the hook for their song shut up um so they're working on ella funk at this point which is their breakthrough album um so they bring in a girl that they met at a show stacy ferguson formerly of the girl group wild orchid and before that Good um, for a girl, girl group. yeah before that she was in uh, kids incorporated wild orchid i knew from my childhood as the host of the show the great pretenders which was a lip syncing competition long before whatever corny ass person is hosting lip sync battle oh my god it. is it ll cool j what now? Yeah, I don't know. I know Elko does like one of those lip syncing shows. Is it? I just assume James Corden does everything musical related to celebrities now at this point, but it's probably not James. No, lip sync battle uh, was another late night Adam Jimmy. Levine? That was a, 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 Jimmy a Jimmy Fallon bit that yeah. they spun off into a whole show. 
I don't want to get into it, but I, I think that lip sync battle and also like carpool karaoke are like among the most contemptible things on television right now. Yeah. It's like Fergie, as she ends up being known, um, crushes it in the studio with the peas so much that Jamie Iovine says you should put her in the group full time. And at first the three dudes are like, put, put, put her in the group full time. We're dudes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? I feel like in the Defiant Ones, everyone had their like specific Jimmy yeah, Iovine impression. It was sort of like, it's like this or something. Put her, put her in the club. Put her in the, put her in the club. I don't know why I made the Black Eyed Peas a bunch of Italian guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched the Defiant Ones, it's great. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Um, so they they're like, okay, Fergie's in the group. Um, Whereas the love comes out and it becomes it's one of those things that becomes so popular that so the peas are opening. It's zeitgeist. It's yeah. zeitgeist. The peas are opening for. Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera on their Justified and Stripped tour. I don't know if you guys remember that huge, in 03. Huge tour, but, but that tour gets canceled, doesn't it? Mid-way maybe. Does someone hurt themselves or hurt their throat? Maybe Christina Aguilera hurts her throat. You know, she can't sing anymore. Something like that. I don't know. Well, I don't know the Aguilera lore. Sure. The Aguilera. Ag- Ag- Aguilera. We're going to figure it out. Um, I, yeah, no, I think it was something like that. But they they start out and no one gives a shit about the peas. And by the end of the tour, it's entire arenas singing along to Where's the Love. So, like, Where's they blow up. The I mean, this song. Uh, okay, we got to listen to some of this because uh, this is a song that I would totally. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money. This is a song that I would totally write off in the time as treacly pop trash. But this is, like, uh, a pretty great pop song. But also, I've like, heard it so much. I'm immune, man. Like, it kind of sounds like they're Chili Peppers right now. Yeah. But it's bum, also just bum, like bum, bum. hard to figure out where this came from. This sounds like Dr. Dre doing the music for a WB show. People never like they ain't got no mama. Even the delivery Wait, from Will this? I Am. It's Will I Am. Which is like doing his version like a testicle or something. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. But about like world justice. He was so understated before and then he just he just goes for it. I wonder if Mr. Cole was more social justice or Listen to this. Gotta this have such a monster hook. Take control of your mind and meditate. Let your soul gravitate like to the love, It's like a totally different vibe. Children hurt and crying. Practice what you preach and what you turn the energy. Almost sounds like a parody song. It's not. Does this follow the Taco Bell canon of like as we go on? about how they did this because I think they added Fergie in after just singing that last little bit because they're like Fergie you're in the, you're in the band now but yes Justin Timberlake was the hook girl well so that was just taboo rapping which I didn't realize yeah he's on, he's on taboo was the one doing the yeah that's him on the second verse he does the second verse all right well let's well, let's, let's, let's pop back on then all right good, 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 good. It's taboo's day. We're not here to talk about Will I Am. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Will I Am. This is taboo's day. You've got enough credit. Uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. 
same, always in change. New days are strange. Is the world insane? If love and peace are so strong, why are the pieces of love that don't belong? Nations dropping bombs, chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering. As the youth are young, so ask yourself, is the loving really gone? So I could ask myself, really, what is going wrong in this world that we living in? People keep on giving in, making wrong decisions, only visions of them dividends, not respecting each other, denying our brother. A war's going on, but the reason's undercover. The truth is kept. So his rapping style is like guy cornering you at a party with like theories. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of that whole verse kind of starts off positivity and ends uh, George Bush to 9-11. Yeah, a little bit of Google Infowars going on. <laughs> Was that, wasn't that an SNL character, like a, a Cecily, whatchamacallit, of like girl, yeah. girl you don't want to talk to at a party? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a boo. I just, I legit, for years and years, I thought that was Apple's verse, and I thought Tevin had the first verse, so I feel kind of embarrassed. Professional rapper, Tevin. When I Googled just now, um, taboo verse, where is the love? Because I honestly wanted to double, triple fact my, check myself. Um, maybe halfway down the page, there's an article, or there's a question rather, that says, does anyone know what the white guy from the Black Eyed Peas actually does? Hey, heads up, buddy. He's not white. He's <laughs> not white. And he does stuff. Does stuff. I was uh, looking at a uh, co- some concert footage of them in uh, Japan at the height of their popular era, like 2004. 2005 mm. um, and just like pro tip if you're ever looking for concert footage from a major band and you want to find like the hypest concert that they ever did find an American band when they have toured to Japan because that is definitely at the peak of their prowess and to playing to the most supportive crowd possible yes um, but in this concert footage they were playing uh, uh, get it started another uh, good uh, place Mexico City Mexico City yes, yes. Mexico Great. City always hype um, Rio also yeah Rio is usually where people find that crowd control becomes a problem Damn. Um, Guns N' Roses I'm pretty sure oh, Taboo that, mentions was it was that their disaster concert no disaster was in England oh yeah um, anyway during this yeah. footage of even though it was a professionally shot concert in Tokyo uh, the what it, Taboo is doing during Get It Started is running around the stage with like a mini DV camcorder like a, a consumer camcorder from 2004 filming the band or the rest of the not piece. a flip cam yeah or no, like one where you like flip out the mm. viewfinder from the side of it and hold it in one hand so basically doing what um, he's doing like Spike uh Jones yeah, did yeah. Uh, Frank Ocean shows this summer. Yeah, 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 exactly. But taboo, taboo, taboo style. All right. So, where's the love comes out? Yeah. And over one tour, they go from basically third opener to main to yes, big time to to, to the the big, featured act. Big time. Da, da, so da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> this whole next era becomes like a blur for taboo. And it's because he's delving into some serious addictions. So, you know, stuff like monkey business comes out. They like, they tore all over for. Um, is there another big hit off of uh, Ella Funk? Off Ella oh, Funk? Um, is there a big hit off of Ella Funk? You gotta listen to one more from this because I do want to talk about this song. Let's get retarded in here. I find this very interesting because I think it's very telling of this band that even on uh, 
Spotify right now, the third song off 2003's Elephunk is labeled Let's Get Retarded. And this is something that you could not put on an album now. And for a band that is very seemingly like message and issue focused, it um, is just telling that this was not an issue. Yet almost seemingly as soon as this song came out, it's like the ultimate musical sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remove it. It seems like this song only ever existed in like the album printings of it. Like it was a mistake that they printed it with the bad word. Do you know why they changed it? No. It was the the theme song of the NBA Finals. That's why they they made it. Let's get the NBA was like you got to turn this song bangs. But um, they're actually okay with it being retarded. They're like. Yeah, but we don't really get retarded on the court. But like, we're like, let's get started. The game's gonna begin. <laughs> <laughs> we want to signal to people that the game is beginning now. It's like, you know, retarding implies kind of like you're sloppy and they don't know what they're doing. Like, our guys are really coordinated. Right. <laughs> let's get coordinated in here. Uh, this is a monster possible. I remember I this song it. being I love this song. simply on a also, you know, as a bassist, I love bass part forward uh, songs. That song is like the perfect example of them movie segueing directly into uh, Bar Mitzvah Pop. Uh, and it's so extreme and so immediate uh it's kind of baffling to me how they they come out of this like message hip-hop from the late 90s and, and turn into immediate powerhouse pop band Will i'm gonna say knew. that he just knew i think he just knew that people they they you know right around the time when the iraq war started like no one <laughs> wants to like care like people want to care about stuff they don't want to think too hard they basically just want to like it's like apocalypse pop right there's only tonight tomorrow the world's gonna end right well that's fun- like the the new lcd sound yes. song is literally yeah. about this yeah, yeah. everybody sing the same song it goes tonight 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 tonight, tonight i never realized tonight. these artists talk so much about dying anyway <laughs> <laughs> so what happens to Taboo? So Taboo uh, starts getting uh, fucked up pretty regularly all the time. Booze, weed, ecstasy, as previously stated. Um, so he, uh, there's a section where he just sort of like recounts his most embarrassing stories um, from when he's uh, messed up. Uh, he says he goes to like a, a party at Prince's house and there's like a jam, like freestyle. He drunkenly like takes the mic and starts rapping and being like, the roof is on fire, like burn the motherfucker down. Like that's, that's that my kids? shit. Uh, <laughs> and Prince takes the mic away from him or Prince oh, no. has someone else take the mic oh, away. You know mortifying. why? Because he cursed in the house of Jehovah. <gasps> oh God. This is like Prince scolds him for yeah. using the slave masters foul language. Oh my God. But How? Taboo's so drunk that, that he. That must be like destroy, like must destroy your soul. I would never stop thinking about that. Scolded by Prince. For swearing. Just sears your Oh my God. I'm uh, like my skin is crawling just thinking about that. Ugh. And yeah, right. And this is and this also like he's such a hypocrite. Like mm-hmm. you, you, sexy motherfucker. Like, you you have a famous song about fucking the taste out of someone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. I, I thought like by context clues that this kind of language would be okay. It's that's like, exactly what Taboo says. Really? Yeah. Prince is like, no, you got to do way more colorful, <laughs> purple. <laughs> the purple uh, prose of sexuality. Purple prose of sexuality. Um, Taboo gets arrested for weed possession in St. Martin when the peas are playing the Heineken Regatta. 
first of all, let's your go to that. The Heineken Regatta. <laughs> Is that your um, uh, Ferris Bueller? Yeah, that's uh, my like. Uh, Rooney, my God. Yes, that's my uh, my generic '80s frat guy mm. uh, voice. Um, he managed to weasel his way out of jail, but he's in jail for the night. The, did the classic? Oh, come on! I'm a black IP. Come on! He. Uh, I'll get you tickets. <laughs> To a Justin Timberlake show. To the regatta. <laughs> you want a boat? JT's on the head yacht. Fast boat. He mixes sleeping pills with wine on a plane um, because he thinks it would be fun. And he has a seizure. Um, he wakes up to look into the concerned eyes of David Blaine. Uh, which is the craziest, craziest way I can think of to wake up from a seizure. <laughs> Is the honored would magician? Would you assume that you have died? Yes. <laughs> I would assume that I was it's part like, of a very elaborate trick. <laughs> David Blaine is a trickster god. <laughs> and for my next trick, you are in hell. <laughs> for my next trick, I'm going to make taboo from the Black Eyed Peas appear in a hospital. The good place, the bad place, and the confusing place. David yeah. Blaine presides. He over rules that. over the yeah. confusing place. My God. Um, I mean, you know, getting scolded by Prince is soul searing. I would also say that um, David Blaine looking at you with pity is also soul searing. <laughs> so that's not good. Um, he this man's clearly not a master of illusions. Probably never will be. Hey, David Blaine's the subject of one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. Which yes. song is that? Uh, I Know by Fiona Apple. It's one of the best love They songs. dated. Yeah. For a little bit. For a while, yeah. yeah. And like that song has like a metaphor about... Uh, that song's about show. that song's about him. It's about him, yeah. Oh wow! I need to re-listen now through the lens of it's the blame. Like, yeah, what song like, is that? Uh, I know with Fiona Apple. Is that the second it's, it's album? The, it's the last song on the second album. But I don't know of your sins until you are ready to confess. Man, of the of the odds, big big uh, big personalities. Women love magicians. Yes, <laughs> you create illusions. I mean, I feel like that's the kind Hot of message that like, that like pickup artists take wrong. Is that like they're like, oh, they love to be deceived. No, Molly, not wrong. We're hooked up with a, mu- a magician. Like a not to my guy. not to my knowledge. That that's the real said, magic is that you don't that you never knew. I could have been. Could duped. you see it happening in the future? You know, I was just sitting next to a dude on the subway who was like practicing his cardsmanship and I just like couldn't stop staring at it. He was just like sort of flicking the cards around, like not doing any tricks, just like practicing for dexterity. And I so badly almost wanted to start talking to him and be like, so what's your deal? But like, I didn't want to get, you know, conned into something I wasn't prepared for. Magicians are shifty. You, uh, who's hotter, pen or teller? <laughs> teller. Te- yes. The one who doesn't talk. Teller, yes, yes. Penn has like a weird like eating thing now. I just I yeah. love um, Grub Street diets. Like I'm obsessed with Grub Street diets, and his Grub Street diet is like he said he's like I woke up and I didn't eat anything all day, and then I ate an entire watermelon sprinkled with cayenne pepper, and then I went to bed. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that sounds very pennish. That guy definitely has. He uh, made a watermelon disappear. <laughs> 
Well, he's like an extreme like logic guy, right? Yeah, maybe he's, he's like uh, knows something we don't. Uh, and that sounds like those kind of weird extreme eating habits are. How many like, times do I'm you gonna, think I'm going to use he says actually any given day? <laughs> <laughs> Upwards of 30. Like those kind of weird eating things are definitely like people trying to use to think that they can outsmart like the human body using logic. Biohacking. Biohacking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't buy it. Don't biohack. Oh, uh, Taboo in his catalog of uh, mistakes. He wanders a Beijing hotel room naked, having locked himself out of his room um, after showering while just cranked on ecstasy. Uh, he, he shits his pants walking Aww. home from a night out in Hawaii. I'm Aww. glad he didn't shit himself while he was on nude. That would have been real weird. No, he was or not nude. while he was breaking. Not he wasn't performing. He was walking home, but he. I just. <sighs> Once again, shout out to Dabu for really letting it all hang out and admitting that you shit your pants in your book. That's that's insane. You don't have to do that. You don't. You really. You, there were probably people who would die with that secret. Like, I think he was with his longtime like, <laughs> friend manager. The thing is, is that it's not even that friend glamorous. It's not that uh, glamorous. A palager. Palager. <laughs> it's not that glamorous of a story. It's not like you shit yourself uh, like on a private plane during like a coke fueled orgy or something. It's like I was walking home and couldn't quite make it. So Taboo is like he's you, you know the peas are, are meteorically rising and Taboo has fallen up or down. <laughs> And the shit's the shit's fallen down too. Um, he has this sort of pre-rock bottom. He's like uh, his um, a rock bottom, <laughs> a, a, a soft rock bottom. Yeah, like the last step before the bottom, um, which is when the the peas are on tour in South Africa. They get the opportunity to meet Nelson Mandela. Uh, Taboo gets too drunk the night before, and he shows up to the meeting. He's uh, late. He's hungover, and he's in his clothes from last night. Everyone else is like spiffed up to the nines and ready to meet the great man Nelson. And Taboo is just like rumpled, disheveled, hungover, tired. Imagine being in a room in which Fergie is like presentably dressed to like meet an internationally famous diplomat, and you roll in. Uh, being unpresentable. So shit is not together. Like, whatever. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> also, I need aspirin. <laughs> uh, also, I'm having. I'm enjoying picturing Fergie's diplomat wear. Um, I don't know if he mentions the wear, but he does say that Fergie is so like charismatic and um, warm and friendly to Nelson that it's like she's flirting with him, <laughs> which I feel like is like the Fergie. That's like fer- Fergalicious diplomacy, right? Yeah, it's a like, good day for Nelson Mandela. Yes. Great it's day. Like, Man, these like pop chicks love me. Yeah. <laughs> but now that's the thing about being Nelson Mandela, man, the chicks, the chicks are just into you. It's what, it's what we do everything for. This is like the mid aughts. So we're just imagining like Fergie in full on mid aughts fashion. Yes. Imagine it. She, and that's like she's in is. like the, the, she's in her dress, juicy couture, <laughs> <laughs> her gown again. Yeah. Again, the white tie juicy, the velour. Yeah. The draping velour gown, yeah. both of the, maybe like a bolero jacket. Um, so then there's the real rock bottom, which is Taboo's DUI arrest, um, which happens after he just recreationally takes some Xanaxes uh, before driving his son to school. So like the Xanax hits, I think he's already like maybe a little drunk and definitely stoned. Uh, and he like is driving. He barely gets to drop the son off and his son is like, dad, you're acting super weird. And uh, 
then he like has to like slow to a crawl and like pull over to the side of the road and he's like driving like a freak and then he gets pulled over and goes to jail. So, so that's where we, that's where we that's where we met that's where him. We meet him. Uh, for future up. reference, this uh, is 07, by the way. For future reference, uh, in media res, rock bottom start is definitely a square on the and introducing bingo card. Another square on the and introducing bingo card is um, appearance in punked. Uh, I didn't put this in my notes, but we can talk about it briefly because uh, Taboo has this in common with Travis Barker appearing stoned on Punked uh, and And missing missing the joke, like missing, (laughs) not even the joke, like just like not getting the prank. I forget what the, the terms of this one were, but it was like he was fake arrested for soliciting prostitutes at like a sort of playboy house like situation. Mm -hmm. But his manager ended up like slapping the cop in the face and like they both like fell into a pool and it was like the slapstick thing and the Nash and Kutcher rolls out. And it was actually something that the rest of the peas had planned. It was a, part punked part intervention because like they're like taboo you're so intervention yes a punk intervention it seems like the being that part of the cruel. the prank show really undercuts the sincere desire to intervene on somebody i don't think it's very efficient. we really got you now you gotta change <laughs> <laughs> you don't want ashton kutcher laying the hammer like come on we pranked I mean, you on this mtv comedy me i would really reconsider many things in my life that's true it kind of works in reverse psychology in a way of like, damn, I really fell this far. But it was the only one of the only episodes of Punk to not air because it went so <laughs> wrong. It was just like a downer. Yeah. It was just like, there's nothing funny. Honestly, like, I would love to watch the Too Real for Punk special. <laughs> like, like, there's tapes. So like Taboo's just like, what? What's ha- I don't. What, why is Ashton Kutcher here? Yeah. Ashton Kutcher's here because we care about you, Taboo. It's like. Respect. Yeah, they're saying like, yeah, it's like an intervention. Like that's how Justin Timberlake got all over Britney. Anyway, yeah, that that bingo that bingo is real. So he gets arrested, but uh, the police never get a blood sample, so he doesn't actually get charged um, with anything higher than uh, marijuana possession. So he doesn't go to jail. Taboo is still he's horrified at his own actions. Like he jeopardized his own life. He jeopardized the life of his son, and especially he jeopardized the Black Eyed Peas op- upcoming tour, which is sponsored by Pepsi. And Pepsi has a clause that if anyone gets committed or uh, commits a felony, that they can pull their sponsorship. So Taboo came very close to it doing is that. Cool that it's kind of come full circle with that one Pepsi. <laughs> Start from peppers to Pepsi. From being paid with Pepsi to getting paid by, by Pepsi. Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I like it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he almost he almost ruined still, it. It's not Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's really not that Coca-Cola sponsorship. They save it for the Mickey Mouse Club alumni. Um, so Taboo, he finally realizes that he has a problem. He goes to rehab. He gets sober. Um, he goes through all the steps. Just in time for the album The End, the E-N-D, I don't know. So, you know, meanwhile, the energy never dies, Molly. (sighs) Wow. God. This came out in 2009. Yeah. Wow. These songs seem way earlier in my mind. What's on this album? What are the hits on this one? Oh, you remember the classics such as Boom Boom Pow. Okay. Uh, This one. This honestly has the one that you were talking about. I got a feeling. Yeah. I got a feeling. Tonight's going to be a good, good night. I'm a B. I love that song because I like to think of it as like, 
I'm a bumblebee. Like I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. Buzz, buzz, I'm a bee. <laughs> Wait, have we just kind of like zoomed right past monkey business? Yes. So we, we, we scoop. We just zoom right past my humps. Yes. Yeah. Would you we like to hear some all of that? Because Ma- Taboo, so no, because I don't think like we've Taboo heard has stuff. much to do with it. He doesn't. Yeah. That's the thing is like somewhere along the line in all of this, he's gone from like you know I worked on my break dancing every day. I like learned how to rap. Like I was rapping on stuff. He just kind of like fades away from like participating in any creative way. It seems like the last input he really had was recommending Justin Timberlake for. So he, he, but, he, but he's he's along for the ride because him and App they, they they signed the contract. Foundational. They're in the group. Mm-hmm. Like they, they would, there probably would be a whole legal thing to get them out of the. Group. They're on mm-hmm. the cover of the album. Mm, They're like very featured. I mean, that's the turn, right? When the band goes from being a band to being like a legal entity. Conglomerate. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. always the turn in these apps. I mean, you know, Monkey Business is like, we've we've heard all those songs a million freaking times. Let's kind of get the chronology. So what's on Monkey Business? That's your classics known as uh, Don't Funk With My Heart. That would be the big uh, full group hit from that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Humps, obviously, for the Fergie feature, that would be That's the, the biggest one, yeah. I think. I, yeah. well, was, I'm all, actually probably, I got a feeling it might be a bigger one, but uh, that's the one I think is just like, that's like the zeitgeist of the mid-aughts. Yeah. And that's also the one in which the band firmly moves into parody. Like, that is a song that I well, remember I mean, there is the, the parody by Alanis Mo- Morissette. Yes. Wait, which one is what? that? My She did a, a My Humps parody, <laughs> and she's she made a video for it. Alanis Morissette did this. I feel like I blocked this this out somehow because it felt too weird. It's like kind of a low period for Alanis Morissette. I think she just wanted to like, you know, kind of get out there, do something funny, just like kind of show a different side of herself. She's like, I'm more than, you know, thanking India. Yeah, like I'm not not just spiritual. I'm not just a spirit of vengeance. I've got got humps. I'm not Two of them. I, I, I have one hand in my pocket, but the other hand is being like, I got jokes. I got one hand in my pocket, but the other hand is she on my She might be with uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds at that Can point in time. Uh, let's listen to a bit of this, because I don't think I've ever heard, heard the Alanis Morissette version of My Humps. My love, my love, my love, my love, you love my lady lumps. This just makes me want to do karaoke with the Landis Morissette. Sure. Yeah. This is great. Oh, it's I kind of forgot how good this is. And this is just to be clear. She made this like independently and released it independently. Yeah, this was not fun. like a funnier die collabo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this before that. It's be so around, like yeah. pure and innocent in that way that it's not like, you know, sponsored content. Yeah. <laughs> Alanis just, like, just hor- headbutted somebody in this video. Uh, it also is funny listening to the lyrics said very seri- seriously in that yes. way. And it, that it makes it sound like they were automatically generated by some machine learning tool. <laughs> that they're not like quite full, fully gram- grammatically correct. Like it, it absorbed or uh, uh, got inputted like 30, 40 songs from that 
year and exported that? I mean, the weirdest thing about my humps is this the phrase my humps, which is like no one would, would say. It's completely unsexy. Yo, check out the humps on that lady. Oh, man, she got those fucking lady lumps. <laughs> like no one would say. Yo, we got a real. It's like actively unsexy. What do you, yeah. We got a real camel over there on the dance floor. What, what are you talking about? She got them humps. Yeah, oh and it God. never became a thing. No. no. Like, like, this song was gigantic, but no one was like, well, I'm going to integrate that into my lexicon. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also just, like, phrases like, he buy me all that icy that nobody would ever say in any kind of... Uh, uh, maybe in a baby talk way. <laughs> buy me some icy. <laughs> <laughs> that Fendi icy, please. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... Yeah, I mean the the hyper uh, consumerism is very of its time. But again, we're uh, it's 2005. The song "My Humps" comes out in 2000. They were still doing like message hip hop. Mm-hmm. I'm continually well, once impressed. Once you get a taste of success, you got to keep chasing. Once you've been to the Heineken regatta, you don't. There's no coming back. You've got to be invited next year. I mean, I don't think they were invited the year after because Taboo got arrested. <laughs> I think he, he might be banned from the island of St. Martin. Oh, amazing. Which is a, something to, be, to aspire to. Yeah, perhaps. to be banned from an island. Wait, so this book you said came out in 2011, 2011, right? yeah. yeah. So this is like, this book does not include them being at the Super Bowl. No, it no. does not. Oh, wow. I even forgot about that. I forgot about that, too. So then they, they're riding off my humps for four years until we get to the energy never dies and got that boom, boom, pow. The E-N-D. Well, there, you know, there's more. S- scroll back up. There's like more shit in monkey business. There's don't lie. There's, um, uh, Feel it? I don't remember the, Oh, there's the, the James, they had James Brown featured on a song. Um, this song is almost seven minutes long with James Brown on it. Hey, if James Brown wants to, wants a seven minute song, He's you dead. do it. He was dead at the time, but yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? They post, po- posthumously s- sampled him. No, they they collab. They collab. He was. They recorded with him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This must have been like uh, among the the last. They said yeah, he, it's got to be like the very very end of his recording. Yeah. Part. They said that he like you know had someone like brush his hair back for him before he like sat down at a table and then like cut his food for him like he was taken care of. Yes. In the twilight of his life. Does. Do you think he like fined people for not cutting things evenly? <laughs> Probably. He's a, a total perfectionist. Harsh taskmaster. Yes. Yes. It's very, very particular about when, when and how it is taken to the course. <laughs> Take it good. So yeah, I mean, you know, we, we all know there's, there's no such thing at a certain point of like an obscure black eyed peas song. There's basically just like their massive smash hits and then just like a bunch of other shit that ends up on their records. I mean, these albums are not short. No. 15 songs on the END, 15 songs on monkey business, uh, 15 songs on Elefunk. Hmm. Uh, they have a pretty decent catalog. I'm sure a black eyed peas concert is fairly long, long. Yeah. Uh, but yes, they each of these albums generates three to four songs that are ubiquitous Just for the massive. time. Yeah. So the funny thing about the the END is that um, Boom Boom Pow was leaked before it was finished. It did not have a 
traditional chorus and will i am was like all right we'll we're gonna release it chorus. anyway <laughs> it's like well the original version just had like cat sounds <laughs> it, or like that's in like some cows like moo it's like oh it's like, i don't feel like that's a that's a hook well like if you <laughs> listen to a music concrete style uh yeah. just pastiche it, it's, it's non-traditional if you listen to boom boom pow though like you will you will start to hear it as an unfinished song you're like oh wait there's probably some more that was going to go to this but William was like we're going to release it as is if you want to get down put your And it was um, I always love it was a number one. Single. So it was number one for twelve consecutive weeks, which is insane. And of this song, Taboo said it confirmed what Will had been saying all along. We were living in a different day and age compared to our last hit, Where Is the Love. Instead of socially conscious, politically leaning lyrics, we now had a song with three beats and the lyrics boom repeated 186 times. And people loved it. People love Boom Boom Pow. People love Boo Boo Pow. That was he said that uh, Where's the Love is their last hit. I think he meant their last like skyrocket, like mm-hmm. massive, massive, massive hit because they had hits before that. But I yeah, think yeah. Boom Boom Pow actually did really, really, really well. I for mean, them. Will I Am definitely has that that preternatural uh, finger on the pulse of, of producers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like Jimmy Iovine in that he he knows what he's talking he about. He knows he he skates where the puck is is going, not where it's been. Yeah. So, I mean, Taboo ends the book and he's like sober and he's figured his shit out a little bit. He gets married and has another baby. Um, He releases this nice woman, Jamie. They have the same name? Kind of. of. Jaime and Jamie? Sort of, yeah. Nice. Um, She's in fashion PR, you know. I feel like if you married someone named Kristen. Or Christine. Christina? Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. True, true, true. X-Tina. Should I just start calling you X? Yeah, X-Wade. X Wade. X Wade. That's way cool. It's too cool for me. I can't carry that. <laughs> you gotta fit, you gotta develop a like a bad habit or something. I, Start smoking yeah. clothes. <laughs> Real badass. Um, yeah, I don't know. Taboo, he fell up, right? He did fall up. He's a lucky guy because loved he to dance. loved to dance. He had passions and dreams, and then he just hitched his get along to the the oh. rocket that took him to the stars. The the first single they released is called Fallen Up. Like, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I was just looking up. It's his light stuff. motif. Yeah. His light motif. <laughs> He's been planning this since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Taboo. Thank you, Taboo. Good story. Uh, Any I have, last feelings on the beeps? Yes, I have to say that I've been listening to a, a lot of Black Eyed Peas for the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um, get it started. Um, and Where's the Love? And all their like monster hits. They're undeniably amazing pop songs. Uh, that they just got the have hooks? like, yeah, these amazing hooks and instantly catchy, instantly memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, the four of them. I don't know if they all if it's greater than the sum of their parts, but it's fun to ha- it's always fun to have a band that's like an orchestrated like verse by verse chorus uh, or verse by verse um, trade off band. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all just masterfully put together. It's good. It's it's good uh, pop music. <laughs> that's my take. That's your hot take. Keep going. I, I have no more to say. They're a good band. What, what can you Who say? Who doesn't love a bot mitzvah? It's they're popular, fun. They're popular you, because if, they're good. If you were going to do one of their songs at karaoke, what would it be? 
Probably my humps. I mean, because I'd have to just go silly, silly, right? I would like to see this. Yeah. 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 I guess. I guess we're throwing another that sexy down. song karaoke. My my lovely lady loves. Is that song sexy? I mean, ostensibly. Yeah. <laughs> it indicates sexiness, but yeah. is it actually sexy? I mean, it's about sexual parts. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the story of Taboo Matthew? I'm proud of him. <laughs> like, he he uh, has a multi-platinum career mm-hmm. without a lot of the things that would normally lead to that. Yeah. And uh, congratulations. Yeah. I think he it goes... I think the moral of it is uh, um, make good friends. Make good be friends. True to them. Uh, and, and don't be and afraid. Keep the old. I mean, remember when he was like the people in his neighborhood were like, you can't have, you can't be friends with your old friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he like, I'm going to stay friends, friends for life. Yeah. And look where it got him. Got yeah. him a shoe line. Uh, he has a shoe line? He, one Wait. shoe. <laughs> only one? I think it's just one. Not in the, it's the right shoe. There's not, there's no left shoe. The, the left shoe is by, he's crazy. is FD app, app, right? Yeah. They each get to con- contribute one shoe. <laughs> they've been, they've been off the map a long time. Yes. Yeah. Even like Fergie's solo career hasn't really been doing anything lately. I think she's getting a divorce from Sorry, her Fergie. husband, Josh Dumel. Um, it's, it appears to be a stagnant period for the peas. That being said, I I'm wouldn't get sure milk money. Wait, what? Oh, MILF money. Yeah. yeah, that came out la- last year or this year. It's recent. I've yeah. never heard this. MILF money? I don't know if I want to. Ooh, I think we have to listen to some MILF money to oh, end oh this. Boy. Because the P's career uh, continues. She did have a baby. She is a mother that one would like to. Finger? What do you do to lady lumps? <laughs> you te- test them for buoyancy? Like an avocado? All right. Uh, this is MILF money by Fergie. Immediately, this sounds like the song from a pop star. All right, let's get to the point. Where'd you get your milk money? Milk money. Heard you in the mood for a little milk shake. Welcome to the Dairy Duchess Love Factory. No, Dairy Duchess? She calls up Duchess. Is there something to be said about uh, Fergie's apparent interest in the like very biological aspects <laughs> of female sexuality? I mean, this song really sounds like they're like milf money. It's a great title. Uh, we can we can make some money off that. Fergie, I do this song. Fergie's like, oh, do you have any other input? Any like just just do it. <laughs> it's just like okay. It's like I'll just vamp on it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to put my finger on like what the beat reminds me of. Like it just feels like a little bit. Um, oh God, who's a little who's bit of the little mama? Who, yes, thank you. I was just thinking of um, lip gloss. Like, lip gloss. It kind of has that like sing-songy, chanty thing, or honestly, like kind of what Taylor Swift has been doing lately with her like weird rap songs. Well, you know what? It the very beginning of it reminds me of is uh, this other classic from 2016. Uh, which is This is more plausible as rap. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is uh, I'm so humble uh, 
by uh, the Lonely Island off from the, the great movie Popstar. Never stop stopping, which is indeed a great movie. Never stop, never stopping. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, yes. Keep that double negative in there. <laughs> uh, that movie is very funny, and the music from it is very good and sounds like real music. Yeah, that's the, that's the genius of Lonely Island is that it always actually sounds like music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and bring it all back home. The Black Eyed Peas. It always sounds like music. Again, it sounds like songs that could almost be parody songs. Like when we were listening to um, Where's the Love earlier, uh, it made me want to put on tracks from the Get Him to the Greek. The uh, What is the name of his fake band in it? Uh, in, in a, no, um, Infant, Infant Sorrow. Infant Sorrow. Uh, Russell Brand's fake fake band that's like a, a pastiche of Britpop and U2 and like Message Rock from the yeah. movie Get Him to the Greek, which is the best part of that movie. They're the very funny message songs in that that uh uh where's the love sounds just one half step away from Black Eyed Peas had to kind of go away because they had to kind of cede the territory to LMFAO. Interesting. LMFAO, and I would also say that DNCE is trying to inhabit this no, space. I, th- I think that you could, there could only be one. So LMFAO, they, they kind of bow they out. Up. Like, okay, dunce, it's your they, turn. Yeah, yeah. They split up as much as you can when you are uncle and nephew and thus related by blood. <laughs> they are connected weird, forever. Weirdest combo of, of band duo. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think all that stuff. Or as you referenced earlier, um, Uptown Funk for for eighteen months yeah. inhabited that territory. Um, I don't know where one Bruno wedding Mars band has at been. a time. Yeah, yeah, you never really have more than one at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's the rule. And so yeah, so it's just like you know because wedding DJs they can only kind of add in like a couple different songs a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, there's a lot of songs you gotta play. Yes. We were at a wedding where um, wasn't the Black Eyed Peas played against the groom's wishes? Yes. Uh, this the, is the power of the peas. The they, DJ will play it at all costs. The bride and groom hired a live band karaoke. They offered a uh, or a live live cover band for the wedding. They yeah. offered a sheet of songs that they will play and told them to cross off songs that they didn't want. Uh, the groom for his distaste for uh, Black Eyed Peas crossed off all the Black Eyed Peas songs. And yet, and yet, and yet, they still played Get It Started. And you know what? It got it started. It did. Everybody loved it. Uh, that is, again, the power of the peas. An intergenerational party that everybody is going to, to listen to and be like, yeah, all right. Yes, this is this yes. is acceptable. Yeah, it's not going to alienate. I mean, that is that is, I guess, the true power that I'm getting at. Like listening to these songs again is like uh, maybe these songs aren't great to anyone specifically, but they are acceptable to all. And that is a feat of songwriting. They are centrist pop songs. Yeah, it's uh just barely tolerable by the largest amount of people you could possibly get it right. tolerable about. Yeah. And I think like we were kind of getting at this before, but like the pan racial aspect mm-hmm. of the group, like, like it gives them a sensibility where they can kind of like cover a lot of Chameleon. ground. I mean, that's kind of like, that was always a huge uh, benefit that Prince had that mm-hmm. you could kind of, mm-hmm. you could, he could master both funk and rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lay, lame enough to be uh white music, not lame enough to be, not white music. Basically. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I wish there was more of now, actually. Like mm-hmm. people like trying to like, I'm gonna make music for everybody. Cause it tends to be Yeah, because the trend is given how 
intimate you can get your access to an audience or a niche yeah. audience, the trend is to make music for like the f- specific 5,000 people yeah. that really, really know and are into like, I don't know, uh, uh, Tallahassee electro grind rap or yeah. whatever. Well, think on like on a pop level. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, a lot of things then being like, well, we can produce it one of two ways. It can be EDM or it can be kind of minimal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, like Taylor Swift's Red was a great example of kind of like all things to all people. There's a yeah. little bit of EDM, a little bit of country, and a little bit of rock. Ninety nine, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then now she's just like, here's my '80s record. Here's my. Uh, what, I think now she's Electro Clash. <laughs> wish, because then like I mean, imagine if Taylor Swift did a Fuck the Pain Away. <laughs> oh, it would be that. so good. Swift the Pain Away. It would be so good. Um, T A Y L O R. I here's my hottest music take right now. I like those new Taylor Swift songs. Oh boy! I find them I find them fun and catchy. I like to hate them and I hate to like them. <laughs> I just want her to make like Starbucks music again. <laughs> Star your for Starbucks, the Starbucks, for the lovers. Starbucks lovers. Yeah. Um, well, we've been going over two hours, which is a long time to talk about the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, should we wrap Not this long guy up? Yes. We um, should. We shall. Matthew, uh, I kind of, I guess we kind of did final thoughts, but I'll let you, uh, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Nah, I'm, I'm, I, well, I mean, I have a website, fluxblog.org.org? .org. .org. Organization. Yeah. Um, I will also, on your behalf, plug your your mixes. Yes. Uh, if, if anyone was listening, we're like, wow, this guy really knows what you exactly <laughs> what, what came out came in 1995. Out. That's why. Uh, yeah. so Matthew does year by year. Um, mega mixes of broad surveys of the popular music scene. Uh, in I'm, I'm coming up on pretty much my entire lifetime. Yeah. For uh, so like I, the like 80s. 1999 is coming out. So I'll have all of the nineties. I'll have all of the eighties. I'll have, uh, everything from 2002 to present. So obviously missing two years, um, right. we'll get to, and they're available for, and as MP3 downloads from the site. And more recently, you've been putting them as Spotify lists, uh, as well, even though that is not the definitive edition yeah. at all in any way. There's no sound editing. It's missing lots of songs. The, the Spotify lists are for amateurs. Don't screw yourself over, man. Like if you yeah. got, hey, listen, if you want to have an imperfect knowledge of things, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's fine. If you're some listen kind of fucking Spotify. loser, uh, you can pop it up on Spotify, yeah. but otherwise at flex, flexbox.org. Get those MP3s, put them on your iPod. They're great. And also Matthew's year-end surveys are uh, great ways to catch up on all the music that you missed over the year. I would highly recommend them. So good. Uh, Joel Saninsky, if you listen to this, I bet you would really appreciate these. Yeah. Um, I'll go to BuzzFeed. I'll tell you what you really are. Yes. Yeah. Matthew's quizzes will look deep into your soul. Matthew's been just just stripping souls bare for several years via BuzzFeed quizzes and games. Um, In the meantime, uh, Molly, do you have anything to plug? No. Uh, This is the... (laughs) the main creative thing i have nothing to say uh with so with that said um hey if you enjoyed the show uh, go tell somebody specifically i think they should rate it i honestly they should go on itunes be like five stars this is a really good show i've learned a lot and you laughed a lot yeah i laughed all this funny show smart show they have good guests great guests they talk about like the best people in music Yes. Like Travis Parker. Yep. Taboo. Did Travis, Travis Parker and Taboo ever collaborate? That seems like something that might have happened. Um, Blink. They were on the same tour. At sure. One point. They probably met. Yeah. Um, Duff McKagan. Duff McKagan. Uh, 
here's a, here's the actual thing. Sure. Rate review, subscribe on iTunes, whatever. If you enjoy the show, like tell like physically tell a real human about it. Yeah. It's got to go viral on Facebook. No, 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 no. With your words audially out coming out of your mouth. There's no reach on that. No. Text, text your last but Tinder date late at night and say, you up? Because you should listen to a podcast if you can't sleep more at night. more personal. The things in your life, think about your own life and what you've started Okay, doing. just sext it. The sext Sext it this podcast to it's your like, sex You know friends. what I listen to when I'm horny? And introducing, Go and introducing a person rate in review, the universe. Download and tell them you enjoy the show and physically <laughs> just speak to them the words. Hey, I like this podcast. You should listen to it. Call your mom and tell her you love her. Wait, what? Are and we talking about the same thing? Call your mom and tell her you love her, and then also that she should download. Tell your mom what a podcast is. <laughs> listen, if if you don't do all the things they're telling you to do, these these two poor people are going to have to start like talking about like Casper mattresses. Ugh. It's going to be awful. If you don't like, do this. Oh my God. I, I made all this food for my blue apron. <laughs> if you don't do this, you're going to wake up and David Blaine is going to be looking at you with pity in his eyes. Yeah. Do you want and that? Like an, an accusing look as well. And yeah. Be pity awesome. and accusation. Wearing left eye, right eye. Anyway, Follow us on Twitter at andintropod. Send us an email at andintroducingpod at gmail.com. And our SoundCloud is, as always, soundcloud.com slash and-intro-pod. Um, yeah, we just talk shit about it forever, but remember to subscribe to iTunes. But keep it on the positive. Yeah, and rate and review. Don't talk shit about iTunes. iTunes is great. You gotta, yeah. Yeah, that's, where you, that's where you rate, review, review subscribe, subscribe, download. Rate, review, and listen. subscribe. Download the podcaster's prayer. You gotta keep listening. Rate the pain away. Like maybe, maybe you're listening to this one from me. This you're is like, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta listen to that through. I'm a completist. Mm. <laughs> I'm a flux spot completist. Mm. And like, no, you gotta keep listening. You gotta, you gotta get the other episodes. Gotta go back and then forwards. Never stop, never stopping. <sighs> Goodbye, everybody. Uh, I hope you made it through the end of this episode and our very long, obnoxious uh, call to action at the end. Taboo forever. Uh, we're going to have more good stuff coming up. We've got a lot of great uh, works in the hopper. There's going to be disco. There's going to be shock rock. There's going to be other kinds of rock, I assume. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody, and catch you next time on And Introducing. Introducing.